Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And hey, we're going to give you some insights here today that I think is going to be a refreshing. We're going to, what we like to say, take what's invisible, making it visible. We're going to be talking about energies, the dynamic energies in a remarkable business, turning that job into a business making that remarkable, you've got to embrace the complementary energies in an office. And I think one of the things, Dr. Steven, you and I have realized is that, hey, when you're, a, when you're an owner-operator, horsepower, you know, Clydesdale, doing it all yourself, you just got to be all things to all people. But that's only going to get you so far. If you're truly going to create a business, turn that job into a business, and you want to create scalability, durability, and one-day transferability, I'll tell you, it all comes back to embracing and seeing the beauty uh, for the complementary energies and the dynamic energies in a practice. So, Dr. Steve, I'm, I'm really excited uh, for our important conversation that we're going to have today. Yeah, it's a fun conversation because, you know, we're usually so pragmatic, Pete. <laughs> Let's face it, you know, yeah. so it's, a, it's a CEO. We're all buttoned up, you know, conversation. Uh, today, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to drift off into Never Neverland. We're going to talk about something a little bit more nebulous. Uh, and that's the, you know, the the energetic yin-yang dynamic in, in every successful practice, right? So it's there, uh, whether you uh, whether you notice it or not. We're gonna we're gonna like you said, take the invisible and make it visible here because we have to be very intentional about creating it, right? So we have to create this yin-yang dynamic to truly optimize the business, to be able to you know really uh, optimize our reach, right? So optimize our impact, optimize our income. Uh, this always comes down to an energetic thing, right? You hear us say it all the time. Your practice is a reflection of your energy, right? So this is an energetic organism, your energy and your team's energy. So today we're going to take this perspective of this complement energy dynamic on some very specific roles or functions in your business, right? So we're going to talk about the yin yang, kind of the good cop, bad cop uh, environment. Uh, however you want to position it, this this beautiful complement dynamic um, that it it makes certain parts of your practice, certain functions of your practice operate much like a, a highly functional seesaw, right? Where you've got two people that are equally weighted going up and down and having a blast, right? So, and if either one of these people gets, jumps off of the seesaw, thud, you know, it's no longer fun. In fact, yeah. it can hurt when you hit the bottom. Yeah, Doc. I mean, it, it, so I, I want to unpack just this concept of the the concept of being dynamic um, and what that means. Like, I, I love when BJ talked about the human dynamo. I love when he writes about that in the green books, um, the dynamo. And I think about the human the human being and just how we are designed. It, it's yin and yang. There's there's a concentric. There's eccentric. Right. You have the you have the afferent. You have the efferents. You have um, you have the arteries and you have the veins, right? It's like you've got the, it's, it's, there's a flow going in both directions. You've got to, we've got to understand. And I, I love this concept because I go back to this idea that when you, when you want to, there's a, there's going to be a natural tension in a business. And I think we tend to want to surround ourselves with people that are just like us. 
that's our natural tendency. So you actually have to do something that feels sometimes unnatural by actually to build a remarkable team by bringing in people whose energy is different than yours. And it's actually really important. And so it's not a problem that we don't necessarily beat to the same drum. We don't, you know, kind of aren't in, into the same things. It's actually not an issue. It's our uniqueness. It's our uniqueness that actually creates the dynamic. It's our uniqueness that that is what drives our unity. We become united as a team because of our uniqueness. And so what, we're, what we want to talk about today is just this concept of there are very specific dynamics, different energies in the office, very practically. We're going to make this very, very practical as well, as, as much as this is, um, you know, kind of one of these conversations energetically. It's, it's a very practical conversation. But I know for me, Doc, you know, I, I was early stage was just trying to find people that were just like me. And, and so building an office of a bunch of people that were like me, you're going to have a lot of blind spots as well, because I knew that I had areas where I was strong, like maybe on the promotional side, but I had areas where I was weak, like maybe on the organizational side, right? So, you know, we had an office that was big on promotion, small on organization, right? Big on energy out, uh, small on, uh, you know, compliance and, and, you know, and accountability and things like that. And so, you know, you can do that and run a business like that for a season. It's okay, but it's not a business really. Ultimately, it became a job that needed to get turned into a business. So, Doc Steven, this concept of the dynamic dynamo using, you know, understanding human physiology and how it works and how the body works best and it's designed to function, very similar to the functions of a business. Many parts, many parts have served unique functions. All those functions are designed to come together to produce an outcome to do something uh, good. And that's what we're all, we're a force for good in our communities. Each one of our businesses is designed to do that. So, um, this, and, key and is, this is, a, this is a natural law, right? Beat. This is not, yeah. th we're not introducing a new, t new subject matter here. So to speak, this is not, this is not a breakthrough, unique thought or uh, original thought. What we're embracing is a universal law, right? So those complement dynamics, right? So, um, I loved the direction you were going there with sympathetic, parasympathetic contraction and relaxation, right? So when we, when we talk about positive charge and negative charge, everywhere we look where there are natural systems that move and flow and that are dynamic and fluid, there's the opposites, right? You look at a, a successful household, very often the mom and dad are opposites or a successful couple, uh, they're, they're opposites, successful business partnerships, very often they're opposites. Now they share core values and vision story, but what they bring to the relationship is opposite, right? And it's kind of funny because it's those opposites is, is exactly what drives us crazy about each other, right? But what we have to recognize is like, oh, wait a minute, those traits, those skills, that talent, that tendency is actually exactly what they bring to the relationship, bring to the dynamic, bring to the village, bring to the relationship, to the home, to the practice, right? So we've got to recognize that you just, if you are truly trying to create a business, you got to recognize that there you're going it, to, it's, it's not only not a bad thing, it's an actually a requirement that you're bringing these different energies into the practice to essentially uh, s satisfy, satiate all of the functions of the business, right? So Otherwise, it's up to you. And that's what brute force means. And that's where we say as an owner operator, you're using your own brute force, your own energy, a pound of your flesh, an hour of your time to, to run and grow your business. It is actually up to you. You are a laborer, right? It's your energy that does it. 
Now, if you really want to shift from being a laborer to a leader, a leader of what? A leader of a tribe, a leader of a team, a leader of a business that, you know, that business, that practice has got primary functions and each of those primary functions calls for a different energy, right? And in other words, when we look at, so we have the accountability grid, right? That we use to um, organize this conversation when we're talking about a practice, there's 15 primary functions in the practice. There's 15 primary functions that are happening right now in your practice doc. They happened yesterday. They'll happen today. They'll happen next Monday, right? They're just happening. The question is, is number one, is it optimized? And number two, who owns it? Okay. So as we unpack this conversation around the energy, these complement energies, I want us to frame it in the context of this accountability grid to be able to say, yeah, I do. I, I do recognize that there are 15 primary functions of my business, right? So the, you know, under the categories or domains of attraction or marketing and lead generation, conversion or sales, this retention, which is healthcare, value delivery, relationship creation and retention. And then there's team, team building, HR, team training and optimization. And then there's the money, right? The fifth domain, the finance, right? So how the paper works, right? In the back, all of those five, those five primary domains, they all break down into three subcategories that gives us our 15 primary functions of the business. In other words, these things are happening. These things are happening right now in your practice. The questions are, are they optimized? And secondly, secondarily, who owns them, right? So when we answer the question, who owns them? Very often, the the um, we're asking the question, who brings their energy to that part of the yeah. business? That's actually what we're asking. It's like, who brings the energy to our internal marketing? Who brings energy to our conversion process? Who brings energy to our retention processes? Who brings energy to our team development, et cetera, right? So Dr. Pete, um, this is an exciting and detailed conversation uh, but it's fun to look at it from this position of yin yang. Yeah. So one of the things we wa I want to make sure, Doc, we 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 bring and give to all of you is is a is a copy of the accountability grid. So I don't want you just thinking about this. This is a that's a, that's a huge concept, you know, to like think about fifteen primary functions. What did he just say? You know. So if you don't have the accountability grid, make sure you get it. We're gonna include it here as part of this episode. You can download it. Um, we want to make sure you see that, and actually, we want you to use it as well. And you can actually go back if you. If you go back to our previous episodes, I'm not exactly sure which episode it is. We can also put that in the show notes where we actually did a breakdown of the accountability grid in the great idea. Uh, during one of our podcast episodes. So if you can, you can go back and, and circle back in one of our previous episodes. I think it was last year, um, middle middle of 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 the 2021 when we actually did that. But you can listen to that episode and, and watch and and see how we broke it down. We we essentially did that. What I love, Doc, keeping on what you were just talking about was. We were talking about this before this podcast uh, recording today, and you know, I said, "Man, it's so interesting that we're we're talking about energy because we use concepts like energy as everything, right?" And now we're saying, "Hey, let's make this very practical." Okay, so pull out your accountability grid and let's look at the accountability grid. You have 15 primary functions of your business, and each one of those functions requires a uh, a certain energy, a certain set of skills a certain person to do that. And the question is, is it optimized? Like you said, part one, number two, is it, is it the right person doing that? And the question, the right person would answer cognitively, is this person hardwired to do the work? Are they, are they hardwired to do the function? Because if they are, when they show up, their energy is designed 
is created for that. So we talk about God only makes geniuses. Our role as leaders is to put people in their zone of genius, showcase them, let them rise, let them shine, expose their genius. And that's our role as leaders is to identify and then to then to put people in those and then let them go and you'll put keep putting wind in that sail and say, go, you know? And, and, and so really it's an energy, you know, con conversation. And I love that we, we arrived here because I think sometimes as I've had this conversation with many CEOs about the accountability chart and grid, so many have said, man, the grid is so powerful. This is taking it, that conversation to such a new level. So let's make this practical today, doc. Let's talk about three specific examples in the office that I think right. we all, all of you can relate with. And I'd like to pick the first one, which is what we always talk about. Is it, you know, in the front desk? Let's talk about the first, because this is probably one of the first hires you ever did in your office. I know it was for me, the first person ever hired is front desk, you know, so front desk CA. So in the remarkable practice, we teach that there is the, in the front desk, there are two very dynamic positions, right? You've got the front desk check-in position, and then you have the front desk check-out position. We call them a chica and a coca, right? And some people <laughs> are like, what is that? Yeah. So anyway, that's more of an inside thing, but it, it's awesome. And the beautiful thing is we've identified that they are very dynamic and very di diverse and very unique, specific roles. Doc Stephen, let, let's, let's start with this one, and then we'll get a couple more we're going to unpack here today. Yeah, so when we look at the check-in CA or the chica, the check-in CA we know is the boss of today, right? So they're the person that's in charge of today. This, this, you know, the whatever wherever we we find ourselves in our day, they're in charge of the flow. They're in charge of um, the schedule book, um, and that calls for a person who's typically very extroverted, right? So that's the person that has that higher energy, uh, that is extroverted and outgoing, um, and this is. Uh, this is the right person to task with or put a, a, an accountability around internal promotions in your practice, right? Because of their, their genius, they're, they are naturally outgoing. They've got a high energy and they're energized by interacting with people. They're the promoter in your practice or naturally a promoter, right? So that's your check in CA and their energy is one of promotion, you know, and they're awesome people, right? So, but they have a tendency to create a lot of particle movement and they create their high energy They create a lot of activity and they can be very messy. They can create a mess right at that front desk, but everybody loves them except the checkout CA who's their counterpart on the other side of the desk. And that checkout CA, they're the person that is your compliance officer, making sure that everybody's following the office policies. They're staying on their care plan. They're staying on their schedule. They're committed to their their payment plan. They make it to workshop, the family checkups, right? So they're that person that is really committed to compliance because they're attached to the patient's outcomes, right? And us doing our best work to get on their outcomes, right? So they're typically a person who's got a bit of more of a serious energy. They're very often more introverted. They're high detail, they are the person who loves systems and structure. Man, they're gonna line up all the pencils in the drawer, right? They're gonna make sure that the book is perfect and they're gonna make sure that the collections, you know, the book balances that they that they're your high details person, right? And that check-in CA drives them crazy, you know, because they're on the other side of that desk with all their energy you know, attached to the relationships and the growth and the mission of chiropractic and the mission of that office and promotion and building and going and growing. Those are two different human beings, right? Yes. So you've got inflow in your practice, you've got outflow in your practice, you've got the check-in CA, you've got the check-out CA and their energies are different. 
And that beautiful complement energy dynamic at the front desk is creates a powerful tension, a powerful yin yang in the practice. Whereas together, one plus one equals a hundred if you do this right, right? So when you look at this, you know this to be true, Dr. Pete, because both of both of us have spent seasons where we got this right. Right. When yep. we got this right, when we recognized that it was the yin yang energy of the check in, check out, they were so powerful together. And the tension of how, when they came together, the practice ran like a Swiss watch going and yep. growing in a straight line in order. Right. And we knew this to be true because we've also spent seasons where we've taken one of those two out of the picture. Right. When you take one of those two out of the picture, you take that check out CA, that high detail organizer out of the picture, and you end up with lots of energy and promotion and everyone's laughing and happy, but you've got a cat circus up front. Right. And you look at that place in six months and it's a mess. And I don't mean just a physical mess. Right. The practice is a mess. The schedule book's a mess. Compliance is a mess. Whatever happened to so and so, right. The wagon wheels are completely falling off your systems. Whereas if you take the check in CA energy out of that front desk and you just try to run it with that check out CA energy, next thing you know, man, the pencils are all lined up. That book is neat and perfect. All the books are balanced, man. It's just so organized at the front desk and it's crickets, Dr. Pete. What you see yep. is your internal referrals and your campaign, everything, your new patients have dropped by 66%. And it's nice and quiet and tidy up at the front desk. And it's like, oh my gosh, who died? What happened up here? Like, where'd the energy go? Dr. Pete, there's an incredible energy combination here of the check-in yep. CA, check-out CA. And I think it's a perfect example of that yin-yang. Yeah, it's a perfect example. And I know we have a lot of different folks listening to the podcast um, right now. Some of you may be um, you know, have one person at the front desk, Dr. Steven, I see this a lot. I see a lot in practices that we get to work with where, you know, maybe at the stage with where they're at in their business, they have what they call a front desk CA, which does both. And one of the things that I've coached and I've shared with, with them over the years is that in, in this scenario, you need to create two scorecards. And the reason why is because that person needs to know they actually are, they're actually performing two very specific and very distinct roles. And it's, it's important that they understand that because realistically, as you grow your business and you're going to hire that next person, you have to be able to hire the right person. So you have to know, and this is where we, we recommend getting people tested and doing things like that. And so, you know, okay, who is this person? How are they hardwired? Dr. Steven, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I started with one CA at the front desk. Absolutely. And that, that person, thank God it happened to have a tremendous amount of chops and skills and was very detailed and was a good promoter. They actually also ended up becoming a chiropractor eventually. So, which is interesting, but, um, I would say, you know, what they did better was they were a better promoter. So when we ended up hiring a second CA, the second CA that was their complement, um, actually became a, um, was the check would have been what I, I now know as the checkout CA, they were a little bit more of the detail oriented focused person didn't have this framework at all, didn't understand this. So everybody, but my, at that point in my career was cr what we call cross-trained. I needed everybody to be able to do everything, right? right. So, um, which again, served its purpose and it's fine for a season, but that's not, it wasn't going to take us to the, ultimately to the next level. And so I want to speak to all of you who are out there that are right now, maybe don't have this dynamic. Number one is it's really difficult to get this right, but we've made it a little bit easier for you because we can leverage things like testing, like the PDP test, which is a pro scan. We can actually identify, is this person more hardwired as a front desk check-in CA 
or are they more hardwired as a checkout CA? You might present to them the job description and they might say, well, I'm really just looking for a job. So I'll just say, yes, I can do all that. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I need to know, is this person really hardwired? Which means that it energizes them to organize the pencils and to dot the I's, cross the T's, balance the books, making sure everything is buttoned up, neat and tight and organized. And if you put them out and said, I need you to get 25 people into this next workshop coming up and you, that would stress them out, right? Ultimately they would do it, but that would stress them out. They are, they're not looking forward to coming to work that day. That's right. They're not looking forward to the next two weeks. So you want to find people energetically who just absolutely love to do the work. This is where I'm gifted. This is where my skills are. And knowing, hey, there are two dynamic roles that are required to build a remarkable business in chiropractic, which is different than other industries. But in our industry, chiropractic, which is a very mission-based business, that's what's required. All right, second example, Doc. Let's talk about another one of our favorites, which is the associate doctors, right? So we basically identified that there's, there's, there's two ends of the spectrum. You've got a, a, well, not even an associate doctor. Let's just call doctor, right? It doesn't mean we don't even need to call them an associate. We can right. just call them a doctor because you and I are both doctors, right? So it's like you're either bent more towards a business builder or more towards a caregiver. And both are absolutely essential. Both are beautiful. Both are wonderful. Both are essential. But you are more hardwired one way or the other. And that is just the bottom line fact. So Dr. Steven, let's talk about this incredible dynamic that we work with every day which is the dynamic of the doctors, the caregivers, and the business builders in their remarkable practice. So um, I love this, Pete, because you know the reality is, is very often this is associated with knowing oneself and then also where am I going next, right? So you know, in the CEO program we teach now, next, and ultimately, you know, so ultimate would be a three-year view of your business right now. So like, like I'm making decisions today with my eye on the business I'm creating three years from now, right? Now that might be about scaling and going and growing and create this extraordinary um, the business that you're going to be in fully um, sleeves rolled up, um, you know, planning multiple practices, having multiple doctors, whatever it is. Or maybe it is a, you know, I'm starting to keep an eye on my exit strategy and I'm trying to create this extraordinary level of durability where, you know, I'm going to be able to pull back and I'm creating this asset that has great asset value that people will compete to buy because I've pulled myself, my persona, my personality, my energy out of my business because I've very intentionally built this business, right, to, to, be, to be sold, right? So I don't know where you guys are right now as you're listening to this, but regardless of where you are, I don't care if your first year in practice, this sensitivity is really important for you to understand, for you to know, okay? So that's why these conversations are so important. It's like, you might be planning for next year. You might be planning for 25 years from now. Okay. So just like we know the best time to plant an oak tree is 50 years ago. The next best time is today. Right. So let's plant some oak trees, Pete. Right. So the big idea here is like, okay, so where are you going next? All right. So where are you now is who are you and who do you have on your team? Right. So if you were to pull out that accountability grid and look around and be able to say, all right, 15 boxes, 15 primary functions. I know somebody's got to bring the energy to internal marketing and lead generation. Who is that person? I know somebody's got to bring energy to external marketing. Who is that person? I know somebody's bringing energy to digital marketing. Who is that person? Just go right through that exercise, just like I just did, very quickly. Don't overthink it. You know as well as I do, because if you lost a person on your team, you're losing the boxes that they were checking, right? So like, you know, Dr. Pete, you and I talked about what, it, what it's like when you and I both, we weaned ourselves out of our practices. Well, when you, when you wean Dr. Pete Camiolo out of any environment, guess what? 
there's going to be some energetic gaps left in his wake, right? So, you know, I want you to see it's like, well, what did Pete do around here? It's like, what didn't he do around here? This is like, you know, he brought energy to all 15 of those boxes, right? So he's got to recognize that when you're pulling back or pulling out, you've got to reconcile that energy you're going to leave behind. When you pull the engine out of the, you know, out of the vehicle, you're, you got to, you got to put another engine in. You've got to reconcile that, right? So think about like, what, what does, what do you, what is your role in the business? Which of those 15 boxes do you tick off and what do you bring to each one of those energetically? And if you're going to be pulling back, you've got to be able to reconcile that. I think that's a very healthy way to look at it, right? So as you're bringing in and building forward to the next iteration of your business, it makes you ask the question, well, well, what do I want to delegate away? Or what do I want to, what role do I want to give up? Or what responsibilities do I want to give up? You know, and w therefore it informs who do I want to bring into this environment? You know, so that's just sort of the framework of asking the questions like, okay, so now that I understand that, what does this practice need right now based on what we have now? What does it need to go to the next level? Do we need a caregiver or do we need a business builder? Okay. We could also have the conversation, do we need an entrepreneurial business builder? But that really, that scenario is only if you're looking for somebody to be your successor, somebody who's going to buy your business and you're out of there, right? So, or maybe partner with you. Okay. So that's what an entrepreneurial business builder is about. So not to complicate this conversation, let's just keep it simple down to the yin and yang of a caregiver versus a business builder, right? So I'm going to go to the extremes ends of the scenario here for chiropractors on the far left-hand side of the, of the spectrum is the business builder. Now, the business builder is somebody who is responsible for attracting, converting, and caring for their own patients, right? That's, they have to do all of the above. They have to attract, marketing, generate leads, convert, sell, right? And deliver care, right? So that's the business builder on the far left-hand side. They've got the chops to do all of the above. A caregiver on the far right-hand side extreme is this is the chiropractor that you would hire or bring in, and they'll deliver the care that you sold, Okay. They're going to deliver the care that you attracted in and converted into the practice on the extremes. Okay. So we've got caregivers and we've got business builders and there's a yin yang energy there. And you've got to recognize like, man, what does this practice need to go to the next iteration? Do I really need a set of, you know, do I need a heart, head, hands, and feet that can deliver great chiropractic care and just be that chiropractor who's focused on being the doctor? Right. So go in that room, you do consultations, you do examinations, you do analysis, you do adjustments and you educate the patients. That's your job description. Or does this business need somebody who's able to attract, convert and retain and build the practice through their efforts and their talents in those categories? Such an important conversation. I, I want to go back to what you started with, which was it's a, it's an exercise of self-awareness and self-knowledge and knowing yourself and, and who you are and how you're hardwired. Like you said, you might be in your first year, you might be in your 31st year listening to this, knowing who you are and knowing also where you are at in, on the journey would, would then call for a certain person. I'll give you an example. So there was a season in my career where I was attracting business builder associate doctors and my vision was to actually train them and basically teach them everything that I knew so they could go out and they could open their own businesses. And that's what we did for a season. I wouldn't have consciously said this, 
like I can now, but at that time, I was not necessarily looking to bring in an associates long-term. I wasn't looking to sell my practice, nothing. I was looking at training doctors. That was my passion. I wanted to train doctors and teach them how to build massive, successful practices wherever they went. And I wanted to have them spend a, a season with me, helping me build my practice while they were learning everything they needed to know so they can go and build their practice. And I did that. And I attracted those doctors and we, we ran and we built that system. And that's what we did for many, many years. And then there became a change in me where I realized, okay, I want a doctor to be able to come and stay. And someone who would actually want to make a career position out of being um, an associate doctor, someone who'd want to work here uh, and make a career out of a caregiver versus coming in just for a season. Um, you know, I, my, my whole thing was stepping stones and cornerstones. I said, some people, uh, you know, they're just, I'm just, it's just a stepping stone for them to come here. Some people, they come in, they're going to be a cornerstone. Like I'm going to build this business around this person. And that for me was that caregiver. And so I, um, you know, I eventually saw that that was what I wanted and needed. Now I had a season where I was just filling our profession with cha uh, trained up doctors to go open their practices in whatever city around the country they did it. And then there became a season where I recognized that I'm going to change my focus uh, and I'm going to be focusing on this, this business here. And I didn't know what was coming down the line, what God had for me, but I know now that he was setting me up for the next step in my journey. So at that time, I, I innately knew something had to change. And so it's, it's really important that you know, number one, who you are, how you're wired. Number two, what's your vision? Like, what is your purpose? What is that season? I had a season in my life where it was all about training, equipping chiropractors, sending them out to go open practices and do it in a big way. That was a season and it was a purpose. And that was what I was doing. Um, and so recognize as you're listening to this, who you are, what stage and what season are you in, in the season of scale, and what is your purpose and calling? And make sure that you do that and, and, and do it well. And that's really, anyway, I, I just wanted to say that, Dr. Steven, just because I, you made me, you really started stirring some things. And I was like, wow, it's so important that we recognize what's your vision, what's your mission, what's your purpose, what are your values, what season are you in? There's so many elements to this dynamic, knowing right. also who you are and how you're wired. So it's just so much that comes into play and it's really important. So, you know, Pete, as I listen to you, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying a couple of things because there is so much confusion in this space and we're trying to bring structure and language to it so that people understand. Like, so what you just said there, if, if somebody's going to plant and open their own practice and they're going to be a, a, an owner operator, I'm going to open my own practice. I'm going to run my own practice. This, this person should be hardwired to do that well. In other words, there's some qualities you're going to see here, right? Very commonly, you're going to see people that are more risk tolerant. Okay. They have a high risk tolerant. It actually energizes them. They're more, more than likely they're dominant and extroverted, right? So those are the entrepreneurial, like if they're on their own in the world, then that's the profile of the person that typically goes out and owns or they have to be the boss, right? And if they don't have those traits and they're going to open up their practice, they better make sure that their spouse is going to be there alongside them and they bring those traits, okay? Which is very common, the very dynamic, powerful husband-wife teams, whether she's the doctor and he's the office manager or vice versa, or maybe they're both doctors, what have you. The, those energies need to be represented in that practice, right? So we need to reconcile the dominance Okay. Someone in the leadership team has to have that, or they're going to get in trouble fast. They're going to languish. So I just want to just punctuate that. Right. So now caregivers versus business builders, 
a business builder, a true business builder is not dominant. They're not high risk tolerant and they should not be the sole practitioner out there on their own, owning their own practice. They can be a cornerstone and they can stay with you. It's just that, that that's a person that is more extroverted, low down. So this is a person that's like, listen, I have the personality and the energy. I'm outgoing, but I have no interest in owning my own business, my own practice, and they can stay with you forever versus the caregiver, which tends to be really introverted and somebody who is just like, I am looking to be head down, bum up, taking great care of patients. So I want to make sure that I'm distinguishing those things. It's not that and uh, that the business builder won't stay with you. It's actually the opposite is true. Because when you take Dr. Pete Camiello out of the adjustatorium, if you start weaning out out of the adjustatorium, in other words, you're not adjusting 100% of the people. Let's say you're just going to start adjusting 70% of the people. Well, 30% of the people, guess what they're going to need? They're going to need that care, that, excuse me, that business builder energy, right? They're going to need that. Somebody's got to reconcile the the energy that Dr. Pete is pulling out of that practice. And that's really the you know, what, what I'm trying to communicate here is that you're going to have to reconcile that energy. We take a big extra extroverted personality, real personal power, like Pete Camille, we pull you out of that adjustatorium. Let's say you're not even in the practice. You might still be CEO, but you're not physically in, in that adjustatorium. And you don't reconcile that with someone else on the team has that high energy, that extroverted energy, that practice is going to fall flat. And the business, the practice is always a reflection of the energy. So that's what I'm, the point we're making here with this yin yang is we've got to recognize that someone has to be that extroverted energy, right? That business builder energy. That's all about promotion going and growing. Whereas somebody has to be that caregiver energy of being the nurturer, empathetic connector who's leaning over those tables and making making sure that we're making sure that we're building trust, long-term relationships and building gr and growing our retention. So good. Man, we've got so much more to talk about, Dr. Steven. I think um I think we're going to we're going to have to expand our uh, this yin yang and I think I think we, I I have an idea what we can do. So the third the third example that we want to unpack for you and and I think we're going to need to unpack it a little bit more than what we can do in this episode, which is the third dynamic yin yang is the CEO COO complementary relationship. And this 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 one, Doc Steven, is going to uh, just deserve it, its own its own episode. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the call here that we were ambitious and thinking that we could nail all three in, in one episode. So uh, we're going to uh, continue our conversation um, in our next episode. We're going to go into the third yin and yang. We're also going to talk about what, what, how the CEO and CEO work together and get on the same page and stay on the same page and the dynamic of what that, what needs to be there, Dr. Steven, uh, in that yin yang relationship, that beautiful complementary dynamic, uh, between the CEO and the COO and how they complement each other unique and different, but yet without each other, the business can't go and grow with each other. The, the potential is exponential. So we're going to pick up uh, on our next episode, continuing the conversation. We're going to dig deep into the third yin-yang, the CEO-COO relationship. We're going to talk about that as well as how to get and stay on the same page. Until our next episode, everyone, God bless. Have a remarkable week and we'll see you next time. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEO. So I am just excited to be in the studio with Dr. Crypto Pro. I'm here with Jeremy Newsom, Matt Cozzolino, and Joe Hagan. 
from Dr. Crypto Pro. Hey, it was awesome being able to meet you guys. Uh, we were recently at an event and uh, got to connect with you guys. And you guys have been a part of the remarkable practice now in 2022, one of our amazing success partners. And we are just excited to have you guys as part of our family. And as, as a listener to this podcast, if you've never been to any of our immersion events, then you know you might not know what I'm talking about. But we, when we get together, we have fun. Uh, I love breaking bread you know, with you guys and having a meal and, and just, just telling stories and doing life with you guys as well as really what your mission is and purpose to help our doctors really help more people and have a more remarkable practice and a more remarkable life. And one of the things that we say, guys, is that you can have a more remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. And for a lot of docs and business owners and entrepreneurs, it feels like that eludes them. It's like, are you kidding me? That's not possible. These things compete. We want them to complement. So that's our mission. So we love what you guys are doing because I know that you are helping our docs achieve that, that purpose, uh, which is our premise in our company. So with that, Jeremy, I'm going to throw it over to you. I've got three specific questions that I would love to, to ask you guys here today uh, during this time. And, and the first is um, just maybe a little introduction, who you guys are to our audience so people know who, who you guys are and what you do. Um, and then the first question would be then, and specifically, what problems are you guys helping these docs solve these days? Absolutely, man. So my name is Jeremy Alexander Newsom, and I'm on an incredible team of insightful, loving, generous people who help individuals, companies, and CEOs amplify their earnings using the crypto markets. And a background of my story, if you will, I escaped a cult when I was 24 years old. I grew up in a single wide trailer treehouse until I was 12. I didn't even know what AC was until I was 13. <laughs> um, I became a liquid millionaire in my late 20s. I lost all three separate times in three separate accidents and incidents. And now I teach current and future world leaders on how the crypto market works. Um, so that's my specialty is liquid markets. And I've been involved in crypto very, very aggressively and very actively since late 2014, early 2015. And uh, I also have been involved in the stock market and options market professionally as well since 2010. Yeah. And uh, so this particular product, man, I mean, the problem that it solves, anytime anyone goes into business, that's probably the number one question that has to be answered, right? What problem are we solving with this product? Because if you're not solving a problem, you, <laughs> you probably should put it on the marketplace because something better is going to come along eventually. The problem that I've noticed, man, is many individuals, especially if they are business owners, if they're CEOs, if they're fathers, husbands, wives, doctors, if there's someone who spends a lot of time and energy on their practice, on the betterment of their health, on the betterment of their, uh, uh, their family, their community, they generally haven't taken time to learn an entirely different marketplace. They have a specialty, just like you do, right, Dr. P? Like you have an amazing gift. You're incredibly talented at what you do. I've worked with you and you've worked on myself, my wife, my baby boy, Jason, right? You, you have hands of magic. And I think everyone listening to this knows this, but you've spent decades practicing that hundreds of hours a month, perfecting your craft and getting better and better and better. You're not going to have time to spend the exact same amount of energy, which is a limited resource on learning an entirely different marketplace, an entirely different language. So the problem that we solve is helping these professionals, these high-end amazing individuals not only learn what crypto is but more, more more specifically learn how to interact with it learn how to trade it 
and learn how to grow a portfolio exceptionally well using the returns that cryptocurrencies offers. Awesome. And you know what? It's been awesome just, you know, working with you guys. And I know many of the other docs who have already come on board are working with you guys and just hearing the stories, um, you know, how satisfied they are. But specifically speaking to what you just talked about was, hey, they make it easy for us, right? We're busy. We, like you said, I'm, I'm a father, you know, uh, I'm a husband. I've got multiple businesses. It's like, hey, everybody's busy and we've got a lot going on. How would I also get into this space without it just taking over my life? And next thing you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not married anymore. And I'm a distant father. You know, we don't want to, cause you know, I, and it coming from me, like I, I tend to get so focused on work and on, on, on moving things forward that, you know, I, there's casualties along the way it usually looks like my own personal health and, you know, relationships with people that are closest to me. So I love that you spoke to that. Cause I think that's really important at this time uh, for everyone to hear that. Um, I also want to just recognize two of the other, uh, your, like you said, part of your business here and your team that's joined us, Matt and Joe, if you guys want to maybe introduce yourselves real quick and, and share how you specifically are helping our, our docs. Um, uh, Joe, I'll go to you first. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for that. And Jeremy, thank you for all that you do. And I have also been blessed to be touched by the hands of Dr. <laughs> I was aligned and never thought my neck could crack as much as it did, but ultimately it was aligned and felt much better afterwards. Uh, for me, how I help all of you folks is that um, I spent 20 years on Wall Street and I'm like tough to like convince in order to invest for stocks. For example, I'm a big fan of Peter Lynch, value investing, investing what you know, and Warren Buffett. Like, get greedy when people are fearful, but be fearful when everyone's greedy. And it's a good starting point. And for me, I would not buy a, a company's stock. I wouldn't buy stock unless management had skin in the game and they were actively buying the stock and they had a really, really phenomenal track record. And then I would start from there. Like, like and, then, and then when I did all my homework, I invested large. Like I went in, I had the courage of my conviction. So I never made money in dot coms because I saw people when they came back to value and that market imploded. My point is I saw doctors and messed up their practices, landscapers, but a lot of doctors and lawyers were too busy trading the markets and what germany pointed out was they they have built their own business and that's their specialty and it distracted them so for me uh when it got to the world of crypto i was fortunate enough to have proximity i was mining litecoin at three dollars a coin for all of 2014 i had 100 computers in my house i don't know how my wife let me do it but she did thank god but we're looking at this volatility in the market and there's a lot of folks like yourself out there that would ask me for something to trade. And I'm just kind of like, I see it. It's it's the volatility is a dividend. If you know what you're doing, it's not my wheelhouse. I'm fortunate to be introduced to Jeremy. For me as a talent, talent evaluator, like point and figure charting, all this stuff, trading stocks that I would look at, it wasn't my specialty. Jeremy is the best at anybody that I've seen, not only in stocks, but really crypto. And crypto is 24-7, 365. So what you're typically crushing in a stock market, you can make monthly. And in some markets, when it's taken off, weekly, right? You're, you're on your returns. And Jeremy is humble. He is a, a, a great listener. Uh, and he's a great educator. But to put all that magic for a lot of newbies, because we cure FOMO, you don't have to miss out. on Most people would rather have FOMO, right, than blow their money in the market. I'll take my phone and hang on to my money and, and be that way. We cure that because Jeremy's going to give you what to buy, when to buy it, when to sell it, 
And our next guest, Matt Cosolino, is a friend of mine on Wall Street for 10 years, trading equities. He's traded Forex for 15 years and crypto for the last couple of years. He is the best coach. So I'm, I'm blessed to have two of the best assets in our company, Jeremy as the expert and Matt really as our head trading coach that's really going to hold your hand and say, until you're ready to take the training wheels off, I got you. This is how you do it. It's really easy to be part of our tribe. Uh, let's rock and roll. So I'm fortunate to have all of you here and uh, explain any, uh, any anything that needs further explanation. We're here as a resource always. And that kind of white glove service does not happen really anymore in, the, in any of the markets, but particularly in crypto. Awesome, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yes. And we love, love that we have a resource like you as well, man. It's just awesome. So thank you for, for sharing all that. Uh, Matt, over to you. Uh, thanks, Pete. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'd like to, uh, you know, just expand on what, you know, what Joe was saying. And thank you for that. Uh, nice words there, Joe. Uh, yeah, Joe and I met about, I'm going to date us, 30 years ago. Pearson Lehman Brothers. There's a name for you. So, yeah, I have a background in equity, foreign exchange, uh, and now in cryptos. And what I bring to the table is, uh, you know, we have Jeremy. Jeremy has his amazing performance, his percentage gains, his layman's terms of getting, you know, the average, I was going to say Joe, the average Joe, nothing average about you though, Joe, <laughs> the average Joe into a trade with layman's terms. You know, Wall Street has our buzzwords. Um, but then where I come in is teach the people to fish. Um, you know, whether they're trading on Coinbase Pro, Kraken, Binance, get them set up, you know, answer questions on the videos, make sure they're comfortable working the navigating and manipulating the platform. So when they close down their laptop, you know, they're, they're comfortable. There's enough stress in life. This is not designed to create stress, but to alleviate stress through hopefully making you more money. But the process of, of going through it, it's not stressful. Um, we, we make it very easy. Um, like I said, biggest issue people have is, hey, we're aware of cryptos. We know there's great opportunity, but what coin do I buy? When do I buy it? When do I sell it? It scares me. Plus, as Joe was saying, it's a 24-7, 365 day market. You know, the stock market's closed more than it's open. You can have some downtime to catch your breath. Not here. So that's where we have Jeremy to guide you through what coin, where to buy it, where to sell it. Take all those questions out of it so you can, you know, take advantage of the amazing possibilities with this crypto asset. And, you know, I'm here and Joe's here to just help you, you know, get aboard, to teach you to fish to where you're the point, you're watching the videos, you're clicking, you're closing down your laptop. And while you're off working, focusing on your life and your career and job, this your crypto account is making money for you. Can I, can I interject Beautiful. with that? Please. Yeah. Less Less than 16% of Americans know how to drive manual transmission. I call it stick coming from New York, right? Nobody yeah. knows how to drive stick anymore. Well, Jeremy and the analysis, all the homework that he does, never ending, is like a racing Porsche. Matt makes sure that you understand how to drive stick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're not going to get the value of everything Jeremy's bringing to the table unless you know how to you know, place the trades, watch the trades, set it, forget it, and be comfortable. Matt, make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're staying in the fast lane without, you know, and you can make money then while you're sleeping, seeing your patients, golfing at the beach, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. You know, I love very, it, man. This is just a cool conversation. I love the car analogy. You, you haven't been listening to our podcast, but Steven drives a, a Porsche and uh, we always talk about race cars and 
Um, that's something we always talk about uh, here. So you fit in beautifully, Joe, with our podcast theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it over to you, man. Um, and I feel like you guys have answered this question really, but it's, you know, the question is how do, how does working with you guys help our doctors help more people? And I feel like you guys have been answering this question, but Jeremy, I'm going to throw it to you. I'd love to hear your specific response on this. Cause I know now you've been working with our you know, doctors in our, in, in the TRP ecosystem and doctors outside of it all over. Um, how, how do you feel specifically you guys are helping them do that? What I've found from the experience that we've had, again, really in the last decade, because my main clientele oftentimes are individuals who want to invest. I'm very rarely here to like convince someone who's never invested in their life. Hey, you know, trade cryptos. It's more of you're a professional. You have money. You have a business. You have experience. You have knowledge. You have a direction. You listen to podcasts. You read books. You want to grow. Those are the individuals that I'm working with and pouring into. And I know that's all of your listeners. So for me, for any professional, any doctor, any CEO, someone who wants to elevate their life, they want more money, more magic, and more time with their family. And more money doesn't solve all of your problems, but it solves all of your money problems. And what we can do is we can look at, all right, if I have the ability to provide more to my church, if I can donate more to my community, if I can give more to a nonprofit, if I can maybe supplement some of my income so I can work 20 hours less a week and go and volunteer, go on relief trips, go on mission trips. I have a really good friend named Dr. Matt Robinette uh, lives in uh, Denver. He's one of the ER uh, doctors there. And that's one of his big dreams. He's like, man, if I can take, I have a million dollars in savings. If I can make an extra $200,000 a year off of that money, I'd be able to work a month less and I could take that month, me and my family go to hit mission trips in Haiti and spend time there and really pour into our church. Like that was what he absolutely wanted. That's what he told me he wanted to do. I was like, dude, that's an amazing dream. That's a great goal. I love that so much. Here's how we can do that. Because a 20% return on cryptos, and this is just the truth, it can happen in a week, right? On, the, on a, a specific coin or a specific approach. And there's some tokens that will give you 5% a year just to be in them. And those fluctuations are incredible. And like I said, with Matt being an absolutely superb trader and an amazing coach and someone who's able to hold their hand and show them how to set the orders up, it makes it really seamless. And essentially, that's what it does, right? Our, our goal is to provide more magic, more money, and more time with their family. And so from there, that doctor, that person, that individual, that CEO can go and you can pour into do whatever your life mission, your real one chance on earth. What are you doing for the betterment of the world? That's your specialty. That's your craft. We're allowing you to do that more. Man, I, I um, not now you got me, my, my brain spinning, my heart yeah. going a little faster, uh, you know, and I, I know that you guys are feeling that on the other side of this, uh, you know, we're in the studio, you guys are in the car, probably you're at the gym right now, listening to this. So, um, I love that man. And uh, I think you're speaking to to the listening of, of the audience that we know that we're speaking to is these are the things that we value. So we greatly appreciate that fi- final question here. And again, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to have a conversation with me today and be on our podcast. Um, so we talk a lot about, you know, leverage, you know, to CEOs, we say CEOs use leverage. Um, and uh, whereas like an owner operator is using brute force, right? It's a, a pound mm-hmm. of my flesh. Uh, an hour of my time to produce some sort of an outcome. 
we talk about leverage. We teach leverage and we teach it through three main things. And to the CEOs, we talk about leveraging technology, leveraging people and leveraging training. Those are the three things we teach. As a CEO of a business, let's say a brick and mortar business, if it's all on you, you, you know, you've got a limited capacity. You're going to keep hitting that ceiling. So in order to scale a brick and mortar business, you have to use leverage, right? Uh, and so those are the things. So when I think about what you're talking about, I'm thinking about leverage. You're, you're talking about leveraging you, leveraging your company, leveraging, um, you know, your money in, in a very specific way. Um, so what I wanted to just maybe have you, you wrap with, which is, is the concept of ROI. So returning yep. on the investment. So there's an investment. You just gave an example. So we give it, we make an investment. And the, the thing that the doctors are listening to is what kind of time is this going to require? What kind of energy is going to require? What kind of focus is this going to require? What kind of money? Those are the four limited resources. Mm. So Jeremy, I throw this back to you again. So speaking to the four limited resources that all humans have, and especially the audience that we're speaking to, you know, chiropractors, CEOs, um, specifically, how does someone measure, can measure that kind of ROI working with you guys? It's a super valid question. And in my opinion, I would do it and think of it this way. So when we're talking about return on investment, I love that you're using the word leverage. And I, I do want to answer that in a very specific way, because once you hit $100,000 liquid in your life and some savings, retirement fund, whatever, that $100,000 liquid now has the ability to buy leverage using an asset. And that asset can be an employee, can be a virtual assistant, right? It could be someone that you, that you need to help you with your day-to-day -day activities. It, you can start paying for lawn care services, for maid services, for cooking services, right? To buy back some of your time so it gives you a little bit more freedom. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be at the $100,000 mark in order to do that, but that's, that's a really, really, really great benchmark to start at. So for the majority of people out there, for me to see a really, really solid return on both any real investment, but let's just say specifically crypto, I love to see people start with at least, at least $25,000, right? Because at $25,000, what I'm aiming for, and this is going to sound ridiculous to most people listening, but 50% every six months. So essentially doubling it year over year. That's my goal with cryptos. And I know it sounds outlandish and wild and scary initially, but with cryptos, this is such a brand new market. It is up 86,000%, 86,000% in the last few, um, in the last few years, right? Since 2015, 86,000. So this magnitude, this growth will continue. So the leverage that we're going to be providing is it going to require time? Yes. It, in fact, if you can show me something that doesn't require time or money, like <laughs> please let me know and I'll invest all of my energy and time into that thing. Everything requires either time or money. It's very similar to a, a membership starting Netflix, right? If you want to start Netflix, you have to take the time to sign up, click a few buttons, put in your credit card information, and then boom, you have a Netflix subscription. You can log into Netflix once a week, once a month. You can pull up your videos. You can watch a video. and You can get enter entertained and information. The problem with Netflix is you're not getting paid to watch that. So on my standpoint, same exact approach. You log in, you sign up, you put in your name, your credit card, just like on a Netflix. Boom, you hit, you hit subscribe, and you can go in and watch videos, and you can go and call Matt at our trading desk, and literally walk through trade setups that can produce more income 
Again, what we're targeting is generally 20 to 30% every two to three months, 50% every six months, 100% every year for the next three or four years. And we have so many trades that have already done that. So it's ex exceptionally returns is one of my main focuses, but the risk is also my biggest, biggest piece. Because when you're talking about leverage, I need to make sure that everyone here knows we're not leveraging cryptos. This is not something that you can lose more than you're investing. That's a very, very big takeaway. The cryptos are already extremely fast moving vehicles. So Joe mentioned a Porsche. Okay, this is not a Toyota Corolla. This is a Porsche. So if we're getting into a vehicle, it's already going to be able to move quicker and faster than stocks. It's already going to be able to move quicker and faster than mutual funds that you might be invested in. We don't need to buy it with leverage. The vehicle itself is quick and amazing and, and very liquid, but extremely fast. So just keep that in mind. That's something to know. Um, you can use this incredible market to obviously provide more money with extremely little work. An hour, maybe two every week for the first three or four weeks. Once you do that, we're now talking about 20 to 15 minutes a week. And I think every single person, if you know and you have the right priorities, can dedicate 20 or 30 minutes a week. Beautiful. Joe, I think you were going to jump in, had one last thing to add. Yeah. So um, leverage with stocks, right, is stupid. Leverage in crypto is insane. You don't do it, right? And I think this pullback from crypto, you see these some of these global markets have insane leverageability. Those are the people that get wiped out. And Jeremy predicted a lot of this coming down in the market when the Fed was going to start ratcheting up and talking about it anyway, and set some trade limits lower. And people didn't think they were going to hit them. And then they hit them. And then they're excited in the down market because now we've turned. And, oh, my God, we navigated that. So there's a lot of sanity and less stress involved in that. And to Jeremy's point, in the last five years alone, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, three major you know, cryptos are up 40 to 50 times. When's the last time you've been able to make 40, 50 times your money and say we're still in a new booming financial instrument like crypto? Well, Solana in the last five years is up 11,000%. What our job and Jeremy's job is to do really, and we obviously um, have the platform for you, is to find those next ones. Even if you're not going to get it, don't ever think you're going to get the low and get the high but there's a lot of 20, 30, 40% moves in between that Jeremy is just awesome at betting. And, you know, I would say to you, uh, as far as leverage, what really sold me was Dr. Roger, who worked with Jeremy. And I kept asking, because I see people ruin their businesses, like I said, and it was a lot of boxes that I was, and he was checking, they were checking them all, where Roger was able to more than double his money in a three, four month period. Um, and literally spend three to five minutes a day. I said, really? It's not getting in the way of your patients, your family, none of that. And I would check on him all the time. He's like, no, only looking at it because I want it because I know I'm doing well, but it's not interfering with anything. So if you can get more financial freedom, like without any of the stress and use some of that to spend more time scaling your business or with your family, um, that's awesome. That's the leverage that, you know, Dr. Crypto. Wonderful. Wow. Well, I feel like that's a mic drop moment right there. So uh, last Thank question you. I have is a bonus question. How do, how do we get in contact with you? How do our listeners connect with you? What's the best way uh, for that to happen? Anybody who whoever wants to jump in, let us know how to do that. Exactly. Go ahead and give that to him, Joe. At M-A-T-T at cognitive hyphen crypto.com. Matt at cognitive 
ashcrypto.com. And again, from there, we could send some, some you know, a, a webinar that Jeremy has done, um, just some information on it, and we could book a call from there. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me on the Remarkable CEO podcast. And I look forward to seeing you guys again at our events throughout this year and all over the web. Until the next time, God bless you guys. Take care. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.